there is a cosmic storm coming. You and I need to be ready for what is at hand, because we are expected to endure to the end of our appointed time, then God will intervene and take us home. Where do we go from here? I have admired and listened to Dr. David Jeremiah for 35 years. Over the last 14 years, however, I have not agreed with his view of Bible eschatology. I listened to a recent message by Dr. Jeremiah, on his website, title, Where Do We Go From Here? In that message he gave three points on how we are to respond to the troubles in these last days. Number 1. Worship the glorified Christ, the more you worship, the less you worry. Number 2. Embrace your global mission, we have a mission that is global. Take the gospel to the entire globe. Number 3. Anticipate your glorious hope, never fear. He is coming back to establish His eternal kingdom. Oh. And, yes. Number 4. Buy His books. So, this is the answer of where we go from here. 1. We stare skyward, worship, embrace evangelism and anticipate Jesus' return. Let's get honest, here. 2. We sit. We do that pretty well. 3. We worship. We do that okay, probably once or twice a week for about 15 minutes each time. 4. We evangelize the world. We are not doing too good at that one. We actually give, because we can't or won't go. We tend to stay separate from the world and leave this one up to the professionals. 5. We are really good at anticipating Jesus' return, because most Christians just stare skyward, but do very little more than that. So, I guess what Dr. Jeremiah is saying is nothing new for the 20th and 21st centuries. But, he is not alone in this type of teaching and assessment. Could this maybe reason the church and church attendance is in decline? The pastor of a church we used to attend, is preaching on these same matters. His advice is the same. 1. When are the end times? Near, 1 Peter 4, however, if you read Acts 2 14-21 you will see it is now, not near, what are we to do? 1. Thrive, 2. Love, 3. Worship, etc. All good things. But, I am certain that they are either underestimating the urgency of our mission and the severity of what is at hand or they really don't know what to do beyond what they have listed, and, for certain, those are good things. However, we are on a mission. And, God has never, ever, been gentle to those who shirk or draw back from the mission. Even Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, when you do not do the things I have told you? I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work lawlessness. Somehow, these preachers think the end times, more correctly, last days, won't intensify until the church is raptured off the earth. It is true that the judgments of God will intensify as He moves from the sealed judgment to the trumpet judgments and then into the bold judgments. But let me be clear, because the Bible is abundantly clear, there will be an intensifying before the rapture. And, you must be ready or you will pay a high price. Plain note, my commentary on the following Bible verses are in parentheses in color-coded blue. Matthew 24 4 says, And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. This includes misinformed pastors, preachers, Bible teachers. Verse 5. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. 1. This can be someone literally saying I am the Christ, 2. But, it is more likely it will be someone who considers themselves as an emissary of Christ, such as ordained pastors who speak for Christ, but are blindly following denominational doctrine which are incorrect, or, 3. As we are clearly seeing, now, in our day, it is institutional deception, where entire denominations fall away from the clear teachings of Jesus and lead millions astray. Verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. 
7 For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. There have been wars and rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes since recorded history. So, concerning the end times, which wars and rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes should we refer to? These things must occur in conjunction with all the signs and warning from Jesus and the Bible. And, don't miss the little phrase, but the end is not yet, as verse 8 will elaborate. Verse 8. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. 1. The phrase the beginning of birth pangs is a statement made by Jesus in or around the year AD 30 and is a translation of the Greek arch Odin, Rokai Delta Nu. The meaning of the phrase, translated in the KJV as the beginning of sorrows is a direct reference to preliminary birth pangs that ultimately lead to the full-scale contractions and travail, which leads to the actual birth. Recognizing the Old Testament reference that Jesus was hearkening to is an essential, but often overlooked key to determining the timing of the prophecy. Jesus was pointing His disciples to two key passages from the prophet Isaiah. The first passage is Isaiah 26, a portion of Scripture found in the middle of what is sometimes referred to as Isaiah's little apocalypse. There, the Lord speaks through Isaiah, specifically contrasting the expectations of the Jewish people regarding deliverance, redemption and physical resurrection with the reality of the pain, suffering and travail that they had corporately experienced. In verses 16-18, the complaint of Israel is raised that despite having endured the great suffering of labor, the expected birth of deliverance, redemption and resurrection had not arrived, the preceding three paragraphs were taken from the Daniel Training Network. This makes clear that the last days and the opening of the tribulation seals began in our around AD 30. Other references which confirm this date are Hebrews 1-2, Hebrews 9-26, Acts 2-14-17, 2 Timothy 3-1, 1 Peter 1-20, 1 Peter 4-7, 2 Peter 3-3. As spoken by Jesus and the Apostles Paul, Peter and Timothy. Verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. This is so clear in such plain language, I regret having to point it out, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. So, you will be delivered up to tribulation. How much more intense can this be, than being put to death for Jesus' name's sake? The tribulation, seals 1 through 4 have been described as having started, by Jesus, Himself, in the year AD 30. Verse 10 and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. First, this is the hallmark of the great apostasy, found in these verses in 2 Thessalonians 2 1-4. Furthermore, and then translates from the Greek word, tot, in this case means of the future, also in consecution, i.e., the act of following, or the condition of being in a series, that which is consecutive, succession, sequence. Secondly, fall away is the Greek word scandalizo and means to entrap, i.e., trip up, figuratively, stumble, or entice to sin, apostasy or displeasure. This is further explained in the following verses and can also be found in 2 Thessalonians 2 1-4. For more detail see has the great apostasy begun? Verse 11. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. 12 And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. 13 But the one who endures to the end will be saved. 14 And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Verses 11-14 through 14 give us a major timeline identifier through a concurrence of events, 1. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. 2. Lawlessness will be increased. 3. The love of many will grow cold. The one who endures to the end, must be kept in context of the surrounding verses. So, the one who endures to the end of these events, which events? Dash the tribulation seals 1 through 5.
And then the end will come. Once again, this is clear, plain, face value language. After these first five tribulation seals, which began in or around AD 30, and have continued progressively to overlap and gain in intensity, the end will come. Matthew 24:29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. Perhaps it would be a good idea to read this verse again. It begins with immediately after the tribulation of those days. This is rich with information. The tribulation of those days are the days from AD 30 through the current date, tribulation seals 1 through 5. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, should explain itself. But, just in case, let me say, those days refers to the days already discussed, tribulation seals 1 through 5. Now, Jesus is moving our attention to what follows the first five seals of the tribulation, the sixth seal. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light is also found in Revelation 6 12-16, and uses the exact language. It is the sixth seal of the tribulation, which is yet a future event. Note, anyone WHO suggests or says these verses are simply metaphorical will not play out as described, are false prophets, false teachers and are aiding the spirit of the Antichrist. Other places in Revelation, you will find metaphors, allegories, imagery and similes to describe what was indescribable such as, the Lamb of God to describe Jesus, the dragon to describe Satan, or the four beasts to describe Satan, Babylon, and Lucifer. The reader must learn to distinguish the difference. Many Protestant pastors, preachers and Bible teachers adhere firmly to the John Nelson Darby version of the pre-tribulation rapture. These people with good intentions and most are good men and women, yet, they are sorely misinformed, or, perhaps, some are lazy in their study of scriptures or they could be ignorant about what scriptures say and mean. Nonetheless, they are guilty of false teaching and of teaching a false prophecy. What I have described known as the pre-tribulation, pre-wrath rapture of the church. Here is a link in several videos and teachings explaining the pre-tribulation pre-wrath rapture of the church. Listen, friends. Things are getting worse, even as I write this, and things are going to get a lot worse as the time of the rapture, the sixth tribulation seal, draws near. You and I need to prepare, both spiritually and physically, for these difficult times. I have presented the spiritual side of the coming day of the Great Tribulation and of the coming day of God's wrath in this article. Please go to these links, New World Order, also, Agenda 21, cover of the UN, One World Government, and find the physical and earthly manifestation of this cosmic battle and of the spirit of Antichrist, which is already at work. The Bible tells us to be ready, for we do not know the day nor the hour when the Lord will return, and if you did know, you would be on the alert, and would not have allowed your house to be broken into. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think He will. In conclusion, let me ask you, if you knew a hurricane or a major destructive storm was coming, what would you do to get ready? Please answer this. Make a short list using these lines. I would. 1. 2. 3. 4. Well, a major storm is arriving as I write these words. We must be ready. Your brother and friend. Mike Young. Prepare the storehouse for the saints. Come together in community. Make disciples. Find and connect with Christians. Plan and coordinate with families. Organize readiness training classes, and more, until he returns to take us to our eternal home.